Welcome to Blueprint of Fate. My name is Ken Primus. I am your host on this journey into the Word of God, which is also called the Word of Fate. I've been a teacher of the Word for over 30 years. I was a pastor of Abundant Grace Ministries, and now I travel the world teaching the Word of God. According to the Word, without faith, it's impossible to please God. By faith, we understand. The Bible also goes on to say that the just shall live by faith, for we walk by faith and not by sight. By faith we believe that the universe was made. We are justified by faith. Fight the good fight of faith. At this podcast, we're going to talk about what really is faith, how we get it, how do we develop it, how to use it, so that we can receive the 8,810 promises of God, 7,487 of them being promises made by God to His beloved man. Welcome to this episode of Blueprint of Faith. The last episode we talked about um, Christ our High Priest. And I would like to, in this episode, do a little more um, in-depth look at the order of Melchizedek. And uh, we talked about, um, in the last episode, we I spoke to you about uh, Aaron, when uh, he, in his ministry in Exodus 37 um, and 8, we saw that he... Um, as a result of a plague entering in to amongst the children of Israel, uh, Moses instructed him to grab the incense and to carry it, carry it amongst the people so that the plague would be stayed. I also showed you that, um, uh, a picture of Joshua in Zechariah 3 about this priest Joshua standing and the devil standing next to him and an angel standing next to him as the devil accuses us. I showed you through scriptures that um, uh, that in the book of Job, Satan came and he was accusing Job while God was, God was bragging about Job. Uh, the Bible tells us in Genesis, in um Revelation that uh, he is called, uh, Satan is called the um, the accuser of the brethren, and I showed you that um, the angel, which is a representation of of Jesus, uh, he became the advocate for us as Jesus is today uh, on our behalf. But I wanted to look and go over a little more about this priesthood, and then uh, talk about the order of Melchizedek and show you through the scriptures um, what that is all about. Um, as you know, uh, the priests or high priests or priesthood, um, words that are synonymous with that is uh, intercessor, a mediator that um, uh, mediates on our behalf. And... Um, uh, the scripture that we have been looking at is basically all located in the book of Hebrews. And uh, the book of Hebrews from chapter 4, 
uh, goes on and it talks about Jesus Christ as our high priest. And um, there was a discussion there that Paul wanted to talk about to show that Jesus, um, even though he was of the lineage of David, was also our high priest because um, according to the law, you could not have a priest that is a king. But we will see that um, in Jesus' uh, case, he was both um, king and priest. And we will see that that came through the lineage of Melchizedek. And we mention a little about Melchizedek in Genesis chapter 14, when Abram came to him after uh, what is considered a, a giant war in Genesis chapter 14 and uh, uh, verse 5. There were actually giants that were fighting that particular war. And, uh, uh, but that's another study. But I wanted to just um, uh, continue looking at Jesus, our high priest. Um, and uh, the scripture shows us in Hebrews chapter 4, verses 14 through 15, and it states that he, that we have a great high priest who has passed through the heavens, Jesus, the Son of God. Uh, verses, uh, chapter 8, verses 1 to 2, also tell, calls him a high priest who has taken his seat at the right hand of the throne of majesty in heaven. And we all know that um, the right hand represents uh, that of authority and that of power. Um, Hebrews 9, uh, 11, it also talk, calls him a high priest um, with his own blood entered the most holy place once for all, having obtained eternal redemption. And um, if you have ever heard or ever been taught about the tabernacle and what the priests did in the tabernacle, uh, you'll see that uh, one of their uh, duties was to take the blood into the holies of holies and sprinkle it on the mercy seat. Um, and, uh, God, uh, once they're finished with that and they atone for the sins of the people, they will come out and bless the people. And I'm going to do a study also about, uh, the blessing of, that comes from these, um, uh, priests that, uh, as they bless us. Um, and we'll see. Uh, one of the things that I wanted to talk about is that in the early church, we have apostles and pastors and teachers and so forth. And uh, in the book of um, uh, um, it, Ephesians, I remember uh, when I was a brand new Christian and um, I had to go to youth group. Um, we went to a youth group. Uh, um, event and I stayed at this uh, people's home and um, I had got up early in the morning and I started praying and um, the Holy Spirit told me to go and grab my Bible and to read um, it actually took me to scripture 
and he said to me for me to read um, Ephesians um, about the ministries that God has for the body. And I remember uh, getting up and going to uh, my the host of the house and asking her, what does Ephesians mean? And is there a Bible, uh, um, uh, anything in the Bible with Ephesians? Because uh, the Holy Spirit is telling me to go read Ephesians. I didn't know anything about it. But um, it took me, he told me to go and read Ephesians chapter 4, verses 11 uh, on. And uh, it reads this way. And he gave some apostles and some prophets and some evangelists and some pastors and some teachers. Why did he do that? For the perfecting of the saints, for the work of the ministry, for the edifying of the body of Christ. So there are several several things and several reasons that uh, these offices were supposed to be doing and it's for the edification of the body and it lists a few other things. But in that grouping, we never saw any mention of a priest. And so that position was already taken by Christ Jesus. And so um, we don't uh, look to have a priest in, in Christianity as far as the uh, position or the office, because the only person who has one and that of, of a priest is Jesus Christ. Uh, he has uh, died and made sacrifices on our behalf, and he went to the Father to present the blood, and that blood attains for our sins. So um, his position of high priest, we're going to take a look at that. Uh, we mentioned a little uh, last time, and show that he was tempted in all sins, all ways, and but he he did not uh, succumb to any of it, and um, we can read those in Hebrews, uh, I believe Hebrews chapter two verses seventeen through eighteen, and Hebrews four fourteen to sixteen mentions that he was tempted, uh, um, and but he was um, he came out without sin. Um, the Bible also tells us that he is uh, a priest forever, and we find that in uh, Hebrews chapter 7, uh, verses 15 through 17, 23 through 25, talks about his longevity. Um, one of the things of uh, natural priests, priests that were on the earth, that uh, you and I know that they once they're born that they die. So, but we in Christ have a priest that is forever, um, and we'll see that in in uh, in the book of Psalms talks about God um, uh, swearing that uh, he has called Jesus Christ to be the priest, the high priest on our behalf. And I'll, I'll read that uh, shortly. But um, he's also uh, perfect. Um, and we see that in Hebrews chapter 7, 26 through 28. Um, Hebrews 4, 15 is another area where we see the perfection of Jesus. And um, I wanted to take a, a, a chance just to to read 
the Psalms 110 is the psalm that God now declares certain things. And um, uh, he declares that he has chosen someone to be um, priests in the order uh, of Melchizedek. Let me read that chapter uh, uh, 110. Psalms 110 verses 4 says, The Lord has sworn and will not repent. Thou art my, thou art a priest forever after the order of Melchizedek. The Lord at thy right hand shall strike the kings in the day of his wrath. And so we see right here that um, God the Father, uh, he swore that um, that uh, Jesus was going to be this high priest, and Jesus uh, proved himself through his behavior. Um, uh, as I mentioned, he was sworn by God to, that he would be after this, uh, um, the order of Melchizedek, and we're going to go in to see uh, what does that order mean. Um, I mentioned to you that his perfection in Hebrews, um, he himself offer himself Jesus this high priest of ours uh, offer himself uh, as a perfect sacrifice for us and never needed to repeat uh, uh, ever again and that's why when he died uh, it was said in the scripture that the ra- the, the veil uh, in the temple ripped from the top to the bottom and so because of what he has done, he has now opened the holies of holies so that you and I can approach it. And I showed you the scriptures where it says, because he is the high priest, we are now able to come boldly before the throne of grace, whereby we may obtain mercy and find grace in the time of our need. And if you have listened to um, following me, in from the beginning of my podcast, I, I talked about what grace is. And grace means the divine influence upon the heart and the benefit that it brings to a believer. And so um, that's a powerful thing. And so you need to go back and listen to those podcasts that talk about what grace is and what it does. And so um, he is a Jesus being a high priest also, but he's in his his um, sanctuary is located in heaven. For the Bible tells us that he's sitting at the right hand of the Father. Um, Revelation, in the book of Revelation, John saw him in his in his glory. He saw him in heaven with his uh, priestly robe. Um, as he is uh, um, before the Father on our behalf. And um, uh, we, uh, I mentioned earlier that we have access to God through him, and so that uh, when we present ourselves, that the Father, uh, he reminds, Jesus reminds him of the blood and all of the things that he has done for us in our on our behalf. So again, that he can empathize with us to know how we feel. He is also the mediator of a better covenant that we have with God, which is expressed in Hebrews chapter 8, uh, verses 6. 
and uh, Hebrews 12, 24. We also see that in the book of Timothy in chapter 2, verses 5 to 6, where um, uh, God tells us that uh, it now comes through us, through Jesus Christ, and through the, the grace of God. And um, uh, uh, as we begin to, to look uh, into some of the things about him, I, I I mentioned he's a priest forever. He was thrown. It's a promise from God, you know, and that this Jesus was tempted. I went into the scripture and we talked and I showed you um, where that order of Melchizedek came from. And there's some things about Melchizedek that we are going to go into that uh, um, is beneficial in us understanding who Jesus is and what he is do, he's done on our behalf. Um, first, we saw Melchizedek, as, as I mentioned to you, in Genesis chapter 14, after the um, uh, the, the the war of, of the giants with the kings. And then um, they presented, uh, there were five kings and four kings, and these kings had an alliance with each other. But anyway... Uh, what happened was basically that um, these kings uh, began to come against the king of Sodom and Gomorrah, and Lot was there, and um, Lot was uh, um, caught and in this battle, and him, his family, his children, cattle, all of all of it was was uh, uh, taken away from him in this battle, and. Um, uh, Abram heard about it. He came with um, a couple hundred of his men. I think it was 300 of his men. And uh, they came and they had the battle um, to get everything back, which they did. And um, uh, after this battle, uh, now that... Uh, the king of Sodom, uh, and if you read the story where this king of Sodom or um, tell uh, Abraham to take this, take that, and Abraham says, no, I'm just taking what I came with and um, uh, because I don't want you to say that you bless me and all of this type of stuff. And so uh, now after all of this, um, we read that uh, Melchizedek now comes on the scene and uh, he presents himself to um, Abraham. And um, the Bible tells us that, and Melchizedek, king of Salem, brought forth bread and wine, and he was the priest of the Most High God. Um, and he blessed him and said, Blessed be Abram of the Most High, God, possessor of heaven and earth. And so um, he blesses Abraham, and as a result of that, Abraham, Abram gave him a tenth of all of his possessions. And so this is the order of uh, Melchizedek. We want to go and take a look at him. It calls him first the king of Salem. And so here he was, uh, the king of Jerusalem, because that's what Salem was. 
even before the uh, children of Israel became a nation or a people. Um, he was the king over uh, this uh, Jerusalem. And again, he's a, he's a type of Jesus Christ. And uh, uh, the Bible also says that he's a priest because he is a priest ordained by God. And um, so uh, uh, this is who he is, both king and he is a priest. And so we're going to look at a few other things. Uh, this particular story of uh, king and uh, uh, priest is under the law of Moses and not be obtained. And we're going to go through and show you the law of Moses, and that is according to the um, the priesthood of Aaron. Um, Aaron and his uh, uh, tribe, if you may, are um, we call them the the, uh, the tribe of Levites and Judas. I mean, Jesus was born, uh, and he was a, uh, the tribe. He came from the tribe of Judah. And so we have him uh, coming through the lineage of David in the tribe of Judah. And that gives him the authority or the right to become king on the earth. But because he's not of the tribe of Levi, Levi uh, he cannot be a priest on this earth. And so, um, but we'll see how it is better um, are more, uh, um, uh, uh, I want to say, uh, um, plan that God had in place was that uh, he became our priest in the heavens. And so uh, we see that in Hebrews 8, uh, 1 through 4, and Hebrews 9, 11 through 24. Uh, it talks about um, uh, he is... Uh, you know, priest in, his, in the heavenly sanctuary, not an earthly one. Um, and so uh, this uh, actually demolishes the uh, the law of Moses, where it just, it no longer is prominent in the belief system in a sense that now we don't have to look to the earth for an earthly um, priest or high priest. We have one in Jesus Christ, who is our heavenly high priest, sitting right next to the Father and um, on our behalf. So as we uh, continue walking through, uh, we see now, we know that uh, the lineage of um, Melchizedek is one that he has no um, uh, beginning nor end. Uh, and we're going to go through a little more. I'm going to uh, walk you through the the order of Melchizedek, um, but I want to take you to another story in the in the book of Zechariah, um, Zechariah chapter four. Um, we we kind of read a story about two men. Uh, we have Joshua and Zerubbabel, and at the time that uh, this this took place. Um, they were um, under the rule or the kingship of Darius, which is a, a Medo-Persian king. 
and uh, the children of Israel at the time were under his um, rule. And Zerubbabel, um, he is, his family uh, tree is a part of uh, David's uh, family lineage out of the tribe of Judah. And um, uh, he was, uh, he wasn't really a king over the people, but he acted as one, but he, his title was that of a governor um, under um, uh, under Darius. Uh, but the people uh, looked at him as you know, like he had a kingly role. And, um, but he, this is the lineage that Jesus came out of, the tribe of Judah, which uh, Zerubbabel was a part of. Now, the second person in in that story that we're talking about is a man by the name of Joshua. And Joshua was, um, he was a priest that we had talked about earlier um, when uh, the, you know, Jesus told him, take off those robes, those uh, uh, um, robes of, of sin and put on a new robe. And we went into the story about him a little and his, his uh, sons, they married heathen women and so forth. And then um, uh, uh, they had to repent and all of that. But uh, I wanted to focus a little on Joshua. And Joshua was a priest, and um, uh, he actually uh, um, uh, were uh, with uh, Zerubbabel. And these two men, Zechariah, had called them the sons of oil, uh, which means anointed ones, and you can see that in um, in in uh, Zechariah four fourteen. But um, uh, this story that is taking place here that I'm bringing, I brought you to, was to see that God comes to Zechariah the prophet and he tells him, "I want you to make a crown of gold and silver." And um, I want you to, to, to make this. But uh, uh, the thing about this was that uh, after he made the, the crown, God's instruction was not for him to crown uh, Zerubbabel with it, which was uh, would be rightfully so. I mean, um, Joshua was a priest, so, um, you know, why would you want to crown, put a crown on, on a priest when he's a priest, right? But that's exactly what um, uh, uh, the prophet, uh, uh, the man of God did, was that he made this crown and then he placed it on the head of um, uh, Joshua. And this was actually a symbolic uh, kind of um, uh, uh, language talking about this new office that is going to be put together, and that office was um, uh, uh, seen in Genesis chapter 14 with, in the order of Melchizedek, and also mentioned in Psalms 100. Um, so this crown that uh, was placed on Joshua's head was to be placed in, as an ornament uh, in the in the future temple that uh, the Israelite people were going to build um, and place, uh, um, you know, uh, uh, be worshiping God there. So uh, here it is, a perfect symbol that God wanted to establish 
that um, that uh, uh, there is someone coming that is going to be both uh, king and priest all together, uh, which is something that the children of Israel uh, were not familiar with, if you may. Um, so, but and this is why uh, um, the writer of the book of Hebrews had to spend so much time talking about who Jesus' uh, priesthood was, and it was um, in the order of Melchizedek, which we're going to go and take a look at and 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 look a little you know a little closer to that because the the order of Melchizedek basically is a better covenant than the old covenant and um uh we're going to go and take a look at that uh there's a beautiful uh uh scripture in as in Zechariah uh 6:13 that he now talks about this position that is coming he says behold the man whose name is branch from his place he will branch out and he shall build the temple of the lord yes he shall build the temple of the Lord. He shall bear the glory and shall sit and rule on his throne. So he shall be a priest on his throne. And so here is a perfect example of a priest king. And um, the, the verse continues and says, And the council of peace shall be between them both. And that is found in Zechariah uh, chapter 6, verses 13. So um, let's take a, a closer look at the order of Melchizedek. And um, uh, we saw that in Psalms chapter uh, 110, verses 4, that I read to you, um, where uh, uh, this uh, uh, God ordained or called Jesus. He, he, he prophesied him as the, uh, that he would call him in the order of Melchizedek. And um, uh, Melchizedek, as, as we saw in Genesis, he blessed Abraham um, and he received a tithe from Abraham. And it's a symbolic uh, exchange that showed that um, uh, that uh, uh, this gentleman, Melchizedek, has, um, in a way, uh, authority over um, uh, um, uh, uh, Abram. And Abram recognized that and, ble- and gave him a tenth of everything. Um, and so, uh, uh, as I looked and I talked to you about that, uh, the genealogy of Jesus it doesn't uh, it entices it gives him the right to be a king, but uh, according to the um, the um, the rules as far as the the, the tribe that uh, when God called Aaron was that the priest would be out of that lineage, and he Jesus is not out of that genealogy, so. Um, he could not be a king, a priest here on the earth, um, because he would, it would have been, he would have gone against the word of God, uh, because he wasn't of the tribe of Levi. And, uh, we could see some of that in Hebrews chapter five, verses six and Hebrews six twenty. if you take a look at that. And, um, 
The thing about Melchizedek was that he was without genealogy, actually, when you look at uh, Genesis. Um, and when you read here in, in Hebrews chapter 7, verse 3, it talks that he had no genealogy. He had no, he wasn't a part of a, of a pre-succession as, as Aaron and, and the, the, his sons were. Um, um, his, uh, uh, priesthood in was uh, had no beginning and no end and so it is endless and he was chosen by god and god swore an oath and so because god swore an oath that he would become a um, out of the order of melchizedek so uh, uh it's an um order without end and without beginning and so this is who jesus is he was called by God the Father, um, and uh, he fulfilled all the requirements that uh, uh, was needed in order to take that position of um, of priests on our behalf. And uh, uh, he is uh, a superior priest to those of the order of Aaron. Um, and we see this all through, uh, the, he's a merciful and faithful high priest. Um, uh, he's a priest forever, uh, with power of endless, uh, life. I mean, he's sitting in the right hand of the father. Um, He's perfect. He ordered him. He offered himself as a living sacrifice for us. Perfect sacrifice so that it doesn't have to happen again where we have to kill another animal. Um, he is a priest that is a king. Um, he is uh, presiding in the heavens, sitting right next to the Father. He's a, he's the mediator of this better covenant, this better covenant meaning, uh, the, uh, under, the priesthood of Melchizedek. Uh, we see that in Hebrews 8, 6 and Hebrews 12, 22. Um, uh, if you take a look at the book of, uh, uh, from chapter 4 all the way to 8, and it goes and it tells you about this priest and his kingly office and what he has done for us. And that... He is sitting at the throne of grace because it tells us that we can come boldly before the throne of grace and that uh, uh, we can find grace. Um, we see that he, he his um, kingship is royal, his royal priesthood um, combined. Uh, we see that uh, he is... Um, uh, superior in all his ways of any type of priest that has ever come um, after him, in I mean, came in the order of of um, uh, Aaron. Um, uh, he is uh, of total obedience, um, even down into his death in the Garden of Gethsemane. He prays, and then he comes to the conclusion where he says, "Father, not my will." but thy will be done. And so he offered up his life for us in the garden of Gethsemane, not on the cross. He had, he had offered up himself in the garden of Gethsemane. And because he did that, then they were able to come and get him. If he hadn't done that, 
if he would have still be waiting. But um, he had uh, uh, agreed to the plan, as I say, and he surrendered and things were set in place as he uh, made his decision in the garden. But Hebrews chapter 5, 1 through 11 talks about this perfect, um, this, uh, our Christ Jesus, how he did everything in obedience. And, um, as a, as a, uh, uh, result of that, you and I are blessed. Um, he's a priest who is the son of God. Uh, he's a priest of, of a better law. Um, which I talked to you about, um, because, uh, uh, Melchizedek blessed Abraham and, uh, um, Abraham, uh, it was, be- that was a symbol of showing lesser and greater. And, uh, 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 I am going, you know, I did this because I wanted you and I to get an understanding of who Jesus is. And as I mentioned to you before in the previous uh, podcast, he's here to help us to, um, I know many of us are suffering, as I mentioned to you. That's why I felt led to talk about him, to let you know that he is a high priest that understands and he can empathize with your troubles. And so that you can come to him, bring all your cares. One of the, um, one of the uh, jo- uh, responsibilities of that uh, high priest is to pray. And we saw that in Aaron's uh, lineage where he would he was responsible to make sure that the incense in the temple never dies because it represents prayer 24 hours a day. Jesus is praying for you 24 hours a day. He's there when you're asleep praying for you. He knows your weaknesses. He knows your strength. But uh, it uh, he says, come and let's reason together, the scripture says. And so, Come before him and have a conversation. You don't come before him and, you know, uh, thus, uh, thou, and all those stuff. Come before the Lord Jesus. Come before the Father. I come and I say, Father, good morning to you. Good morning, Lord Jesus. Good morning, Holy Spirit. And I begin my conversation and I thank him. And sometimes you just uh, end, uh, you, you just Repeat what the angels are saying that are in front of him. Uh, you know, holy, holy, holy is the Lord Almighty. And you just, you just sometimes, you know, you can do nothing but praise God. And there's nothing wrong with that because it is, um, sometimes prayer is one of the, uh, strategies in battle, uh, prayer and worship. Cause we see that in the walls, uh, in the battle of Jericho, where the walls came down, praise and worship is a form, a strategy of battle. So in your life, you have to learn to pray. You have to learn to worship. You have to learn to come before the throne of grace whereby you can obtain mercy and find grace in time of need. But just not come. It says come boldly. Why do we come boldly? Because Jesus Christ is our high priest. Thank you for coming to Blueprint of Faith. 
And remember, every child of God overcomes the world. For our faith is the victorious power that triumphs over the world. So be not weary, but imitate them who through faith and patience inherit the promises of God. Again, thank you for coming by. Please subscribe, and if you can, support us financially. We deeply appreciate it. You can do this by hitting the heart button. Until next time, invite your family, friends, neighbors, church study group, and even people you don't like. You can hear us on Buzzsprout, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Apple Music, iHeartRadio, CastBox, Overcast, and many more.